Welcome to the Soys Investment Group podcast, your podcast for all stock trading and investment management news and discussions. And guys, listen, you're very, very welcome to our first podcast. So I'm your host, Ryan, or for those of you in the channel, I'm Blue Horseshoe. And in today's podcast, we're going to discuss the following. So we're going to obviously introduce you into our panelists. We've got some some regular faces that will be joining us every week on the podcast. We're going to have our five hot stocks to watch right now going to delve a little bit into cryptocurrencies given the craze around bitcoin dogecoin and basically understand is it worthwhile jumping onto the bandwagon and then finally we're going to finish up with a regular occurrence on the show which is our quick fire round and anything goes with our quick fire round um, but before we get into that uh, and we get into the juicy detail, let me give you a quick overview in terms of what Soy's investment group is and this is going out to all of our new listeners are basically probably thinking, you know, who are these guys? What are they talking about? Tell me a bit more about Soy's Investment Group. So Soy's Investment Group is an investment management service and it's tailored to the it's tailored to the retail investor, uh, really catered to the full end-to-end investment cycle. And not to bore you all in the detail, we basically talk a lot about, you know, setting up your first brokerage account, placing your first trade, all the risk management that sits behind that. And then again, you know, how to day trade, how to swing trade and long-term investments. There's other things in the program as well. We offer mentorship programs, daily stock picks and alerts. And of course we have our YouTube channel and now our podcast to join in on top of that. So listen guys, I'm not gonna bore you much more on that front. In a nutshell, if you're interested in finding out more, please feel free to message us on our Instagram or email us on soyzinvestmentgroup at gmail.com. Now, over to our panelists and our regulars on the show. I'm delighted to welcome Mike and Carl, uh, our very first podcast. Lads, how's the uh, how's the lockdown treating you? Couldn't be better. Flying <laughs> form. Fantastic. Loving lockdown. I can hear the joy. I can hear the joy in, in your voices. So uh, thank you for the enthusiasm. Great. So what I'm going to ask, lads, if you wouldn't mind just giving a quick introduction of yourselves, maybe a little bit around, you know, your background, your trading strategy uh, for our listeners wondering if you're an aggressive day trader or a meme trader. And then finally, what are you invested in right now? So I might start that with yourself, Mike, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Mike. Um, for everyone who's in the in the in the Discord, uh, I go by Beg 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 Beg. Uh, <laughs> long story. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I suppose I, I work in in data analytics for a technology company. Um, what was the question? By normally, how I normally trade? I've been how known to invest nor- in a meme stock. I've been known to invest in a meme stock from time to time. And but, uh, could you take a get? No, because I you know what you're going <laughs> to guess. <laughs> it's GameStop. Uh, it is. I may have invested in GameStop. Yeah, um, but my my usual trading strategy it's it's normally medium to long term. I don't really do intraday trading unless um, unless you spike my interest in something, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, mainly I'm I'm in medium to long term investments. Yeah, very good. And then lastly, what are you invested in right now? Right now, right now I'm invested in two of your faves actually, which is Alibaba and gold i've invested I've, I've sold most of my long-term positions uh off what i think is an impending dip uh, which we'll probably talk about at some point but here here i'm glad to hear i'm glad to hear um carl over to yourself in terms of a brief introduction so again yourself your role your trading strategy and what you're invested in right now uh, thanks. So, hello, everybody. Um, as Ryan said, my name is Carl, um, and otherwise known in the Discord group as Rags to Riches. Um, look, in terms of um, in terms of my professional um, work, I suppose um, I'm a consultant, management consultant in one of the tier one consulting firms, uh, primarily working in kind of the financial services sector. Uh, in addition to that, I'm kind of a qualified chartered accountant. So. I've kind of always had an interest in finance um, and just general financial markets, hence why I kind of started on this investing journey. Um, in terms of my strategy, um, I suppose I'm, I'm very much the long-term investing approach. Um, I, I see my investing portfolio as, as another pension that I hope to live off in the future. So um, typically large to mega cap stocks um, and a lot of the portfolio that I would have had would have initially looked at would have been dividend, uh, dividend um, blue chip stocks. However, obviously, um, over the last few weeks, I have been tempted by uh, a number of meme stocks. And um, <laughs> but look, in, in the grand scheme of things, again, I've, all, I've always been looking for value in, in long term purchases. So um that's me in terms of that. In terms of the portfolio, um, 
similar to, to Mike and Ryan, I have kind of invested in gold quite recently. But again, as I said, majority of the portfolio is in in kind of um, large cap stocks like the Johnson & Johnson, Medtronic, uh, Microsoft. And then I have some some in a local banking, uh, banking uh, environment as well. So that's me. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, Carl. And thanks, Mike. As I said, guys, uh, Mike and Carl are going to be regulars on the show. So you'll get used to the voices if you're not already sick of mine through the YouTube channel. Um, but listen, I think that's a brilliant segue into our first part of the podcast. And what I'd like to talk about, guys, is the top five hot stocks at the minute. And for this section of the show, I'm actually going to hand the reins over to Mike or Beg, Beg, Beg. And he's going to lead out the conversation with a bit of input from myself. So, Mike, the uh, reins are over to you the power i don't know what to do with all this power i mean i'm <laughs> just gonna put it podcast. i know i ruined the podcast i'm just gonna put it straight back at you i mean i'm assuming you've got your your five picks ready to go i'm sure the people at home are are interested to hear um like at the moment let's say like for the next couple of weeks this month what what are your what are your picks what do you like yeah, so we don't have a YouTube video on this. Now, I have changed it up very slightly for this, but I've got five stock picks. I'm going to give you maybe two, three bullet points as to why I like each. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you think Enton's, you know, challenge me. Um, but my first one, and I love this stock. I absolutely love, love, love the stock. As the Discord channel members will know, it's Barrick Gold. The reason I love Barrick Gold is as we have all talked about we're expecting an imminent market sell-off and i think the perfect way to hedge against that is getting into gold having sort of a hedge against inflation market sell-off all of that good stuff now i haven't bought gold the um, index i haven't bought gold the physical asset because with barrett gold you get a dividend a nice tidy little 1.67 percent dividend not only that you get the growth it's a low P ratio. I think we're talking sub 18, which is fantastic. Um, and you've also got exposure to copper. Now, copper and gold, it's, you know, sort of run in, in parallel when market, market sell off, copper prices rise, um, when industrials sort of go up and construction goes up, so does copper. And the same with gold. And I just think it's the perfect play. We've been saying it for ages. We know there's a market sell off coming. Look at it. I mean, all-time highs is COVID all over the place. I think Barrett's the the perfect number one to fill the spot. Mm. So you, that's a, that's a long-term play for you. Like that's you're not selling that anytime soon. No, unless it hits thirty dollars tomorrow, I'll be holding that for the next at least next quarter to two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think I think we're we're all in agreement that there's a sell-off coming and. Barrett Gold has, has that advantage of like I don't know why, but it doesn't. I don't like the idea of owning a commodity. Um, mm. Whereas with Barrett Gold, you get to kind of own a commodity, but you get that dividend. It's still a normal stock. Um, yeah, I just think there's a, a lot right with it, to be honest. Yeah. Number two. Number two is another one we talk a lot about on the on this podcast and in the channel is Alibaba. Now, I I absolutely love Alibaba. I think it is a fantastic company. The fundamentals are fantastic. The earnings report came out a week ago. They slightly sold off. But you look at Alibaba, and I could talk all day about it. But you know, we went to all time highs of I think around uh, I could be wrong two eighty to three thirty in that range, and then it sold off. And the reason it sold off was. You know, obviously Trump was coming coming to the end of his term. He talked about blacklisting the Chinese, some of the big Chinese companies. People thought, oh, Alibaba's gone, Badex is gone, they're all gone. That was a complete fabrication. They're never going to delist these big companies because so many U.S. investors in, are invested. Um, so that caused the first sell-off. The second sell-off was where people thought Jack Ma was kidnapped. They thought he was dead. Thought he was gone. He wasn't gone. He was he was out playing golf. Uh, I think Baba, in terms of a long-term play, is brilliant. Um, you look at the fundamentals, brilliant, the growth year on year. Um, in the recent earnings report, they talked about AliCloud, first time it's gone profitable. Um, I think it's a brilliant play as opposed to Amazon with you know a crazy P ratio. Alibaba's a, a nice tidy P ratio. Um, I think if you're betting on Alibaba, you're betting on the Chinese economy. I think the Chinese economy will be the next powerhouse over the US. I think the US increasingly know that's going to happen. You look at the population of China booming, and I think obviously people now are buying through Alibaba. So everything about it I like. I bought the dip at 222. I'm riding it still up past 270. I'll continue to ride it. I think it's a fantastic long-term play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you well. You've named the two stocks that I'm currently in, um, so I would obviously be biased. But I just think, 
Alibaba's got it all going on. And not only have you got that retail side, as you said, but that cloud play. And, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, cloud is dominated by Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. And it's a very difficult market to get into. But I think any company that got got any form of a cloud play right now, I think I think it's just a good play. I think it's yeah. a good play. And that's like the smaller part of their business. The bigger part of their business is retail in China, which is one would have to think only going to go up as, as China emerges quicker from the from the you know the pandemic market basically. Um so yeah, I just think it's a good play. Yeah. Absolutely. Number three. Number three, we're going to change it up slightly. It is an old favorite of, of, of mine, and, and I was, we talked about it in the group. It's Apple. Now, the reason I'm selecting Apple as a hot stock for, 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 for February is why wouldn't you? There's so much going for Apple, right? I'm going to name a few things. People always talked about Apple as this overvalued tech stock. It was just a phone. Then it was just the, you know, the iPod. It was just this. It was just that. Look at what it's become today. It's become a powerhouse, one of the richest, you know, the biggest uh, cash-rich balance sheets in the world, most heavily capitalized or market largest market capitalization in the world um and i just think when you're coming into a market sell-off you always want to go to the reliable names the ones with the most brand reputation people always go for the safe place i think apple's a good safe play you get a cash rich balance sheet and there's a slight dividend there i think 0.67 percent something like that and then you look at the growth the growth is is crazy you've got 5g you know, the introduction of the new iPhone 12, 5G enabled, that's going to be huge over the next couple of months and years. Um, you look at, you know, the Apple, uh, you know, all of my, for example, I'm, I've got the MacBook, the Pro, the, the watch, everything they bring out just brings in more attraction. Um, and the way they all sort of link up, I think, you know, Apple will only continue to get stronger and sort of outplay Samsung. Um, the other thing I like about Apple is, you know, Tim Cook came in recently and talked about introducing an Apple car. I think the Apple car, again, if they if they, if they they go solo or they talk about, you know, merging with Hyundai, I don't know. But again, you're getting more growth, more exposure to different areas. And I just think if there's one thing I could say about Apple, my old favorite analyst jim kramer talks about buy apple don't sell it and I, I would be of the same view hmm i'm not sure i actually fully agree um i wouldn't be as bullish on apple i I always thought they lost a bit of market direction actually uh, and innovation mm. after they lost steve jobs i always thought their their products kind of took a bit of a turn the iphone wasn't nearly as inventive as it was i know they lost a lot of share back in those times in the phone market um and I think there's just a push in the market towards more open source stuff. Apple, you know, their their whole thing is lock you into their mm. lock you into their iOS, you know, um, yeah, and 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 difficult to play with other systems. Whereas literally every other provider is like, you know, play with each other um, because it opens up the market for them. And Apple take a completely different strategy, which is just close the market. Now, if they diversify into something like the Apple Car that could play well for them. But I just wouldn't be as bullish, I think, on Apple as I, as, as I would be on, let's say, other tech providers that operate in that area. No, that's actually, it's a brilliant point. And the thing is, you're always going to, you know, you're going to be in the middle with, with things like Apple. Um, so absolutely, I think that's a great point, Mike. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stock pick number four. Uh, stock pick number four is topical. Um, I think there's, a, there's an is element of... It's not. It's not. It's not GameStop. It's not. It's not Dogecoin, um, but it's actually Mara. Um, the ticker is M A R A, or it's actually called Marathon Pattern Group. Um, now, the reason I like Mara, and as I said, it is Henshi a fad. Uh, I accept that, but it's basically um, it's a company which mines Bitcoin. So basically, as Bitcoin continues to rise, Marathon Patent Group will continue to rise. Now, we have been talking about this for weeks in the group. Um, we suggested it when it was back at $16. As I look at it today, it's at $48. So, I mean, there was a huge gain for some of our members who bought the call when we first suggested it. Um, but you look at the growth over the last couple of days, like even on February 8th, which was what was the last week, um, it was at $22.50, today $48.10. I mean, you're talking about 100%, almost 100% growth there. Um, and I think it will continue to go higher as Bitcoin goes higher. Um, I think it's undervalued. Um, and as I say, if you if you think Bitcoin's a bit too pricey, but you think it's going higher, here's a nice way of playing against it, which is Mara at, at, at $48. I think you can get in anything below 45 And uh, as I say, you might get a little bit of gain profit percentage out of it. Mm. I think as a short-term play, definitely 
um, Mara's good. Longer term, I think what might eventually go against the crypto market is just how unenvironmental the mining is. Mm. Um, huge amount of um, you know carbon um, associated with it. A huge amount of electricity used. Most of the electricity used. Most of these. I'm not sure about Mara before before I go any further, but most of these kind of large Bitcoin mining data centers um, will normally situate themselves in countries where they can get access to cheap electricity, which normally is like um, oil, um, that kind of thing, as opposed to like greener energy. Um, yeah. I do think eventually that might come after the, that might come against the crypto um, market, but as a short-term play, um, I definitely like it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good one. But as you say, Mike, it is probably if Bitcoin sells off, Mara is going to be hit just as mm. twice as hard. And um, but that's my fourth stock pick. Lovely, lovely. So number five. <laughs> okay, to wrap it up, uh, I think you like this one. I like it. I just don't like the price of it right now. Mm. But you pay for what you get. But number five is Nvidia. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love Nvidia. I've been waiting to get into Nvidia for months now. It's just never come to the buy price I wanted. The terrible thing and something I've done wrong. Um, I remember Nvidia. I was looking at, to buy it at around two hundred and twenty dollars, maybe a year ago. I mean, now it's at nearly six hundred dollars. So I'm a bit of an idiot for just not buying it. Um, I I do think the market sell is going to come. I do think this one's going to sell off. So this is the top of my list in terms of the buy list. Uh, I know it's number five, but it's actually number one when the sell off comes. But I love Nvidia. I think you know there's there's so much demand. There is actually a shortage of Nvidia chips, um, which is just a good quality um, a good quality problem to have. Um, I'm not too techy. You might be able to help me out in this one, Mike. But mm. I mean, Nvidia is probably the, the the creme de la creme in terms of um, semiconductors. Um, anything that you get, anything that it touches, any system that it's in, it's always top spec, top quality, top graphics. And um, the other thing about Nvidia is, you know, you're talking about exposure to so many different areas. You're talking about exposure to electric vehicles you're talking about exposure to you know computers you're talking about playstations xboxes they've all got nvidia chips and i just think it's a brilliant play and i think it's going to be one that's going to be huge in the future yeah i don't think you can go too far wrong with a company like nvidia really um anything in the technology space um especially in the hardware technology i think it's like it's, it's a safer bet you know um they dominate the market um i just i don't think you go too far wrong a, a good shout uh ryan Thank you very much, sir. Anything uh, else to add? Any kind of uh, that you're... Oh, no, I fucked that up. Blah, 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 blah. No, uh, so I'll finish the NVIDIA bit and then... Yeah. yeah. Okay, great stuff. Uh, thanks for that, Ryan. Hopefully, I think the people at home you know, should find that informative, um, should find it useful. I know I have. Um, you've, vind- you've vindicated my investments in Alibaba and Gold <laughs> at the very <laughs> least. I thought um, you'd like to. So yeah, okay. So I guess I'll pass the reins back to you. Um, and I've enjoyed the power, but uh, we'll pass the reins back to you for the next section, I suppose. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Mike. Um, so hopefully, guys, that's a bit of use. We've we sort of battered that one around, but we're going to kick into our next segment now, and that is cryptocurrency. Okay, so lads, we're going to move on to a very topical debate at the minute, which is cryptocurrency. Now, I've got my own opinions of why cryptocurrency is pumping. You look at Bitcoin, I think December 2017, it went down to $3,000. Today, 17th of February 21, we're talking about 52000 It's crazy. It's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Some of the volatility here, I mean, people are making fortunes. You look at Dogecoin, another one, a bit of a fad in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. created by two software engineers, um, gone from 0.002 up to 50 sent um you know a, a, a coin it's crazy um but i suppose the question i'd like to ask both of you is is it a fad should people be jumping on the bandwagon here and is it worthwhile is there a quick book is it long term what do you think it's a good question because there actually it's two very distinct questions there and there might be different answers which is is it a fad and should i jump on the bandwagon because my you know to answer your first one is it a fad in my opinion yes it's a fad uh, like I think it's just another meme stock, but instead of a stock, it's now a currency. And, and it, same with all of them, Bitcoin. I mean, Dogecoin is, is literally a meme, <laughs> a meme currency. <laughs> um, you know, what's this being? What's the spike being driven off of? It, it's going. It's gained a little bit of interest now in social media. Elon Musk, in the same week where Tesla said they'll take uh, mm. Bitcoin for cars, says that Tesla will invest 1.5 billion in Bitcoin. I mean, that's not a coincidence. That's 
blatantly pumping the currency that you want people to buy your cars in because you want to increase the, the value of that currency and make a profit. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Uh, Elon Musk isn't doing it because uh, he thinks Bitcoin is the next greatest thing. Um, and also PayPal, MasterCard in the last couple of weeks as well have announced that they're going to start accepting uh, Bitcoin into wallets, etc. And I also just think it's a similar thing of making a quick book. Yeah, but just look, on your point there, Mike, and I appreciate the the point about Tesla, but the, the piece about this is driving it. It's, it's not just the fact that Tesla is going into it, which is obviously a really driving force. It's, it's, it's more than that in that right now there's an inflow of new retail investors with absolutely nothing to do based off mm-hmm. uh, COVID right now. And there's no gambling, there's no casinos. People are looking and they've loads of disposable income because they're not really doing anything. So they're looking for the next big thing. So first it was memes or like GME and AMCs and all that. And then obviously next thing up is is um is bitcoin and things like that but there is some i suppose there is some significance behind bitcoin in itself um and more so for kind of tesla in itself so to answer the questions i'm going going roundabout away and answering this is it a fad i think to an extent yes some of them are is bitcoin a fad i don't think as much Mm. realizing how long it's been around right and so there's a number of different cryptocurrencies that are coming through the pipes, some of which are very much fads and they're going to drop off the face of the earth. Others have been around for quite a significant amount of time. Do I think it's long term? Yes and no. I think there will be around, but whether there's value in it is probably a different thing. Have, look, personally, personally, I hold Bitcoin and I have held Ethereum in the past. Um, it's not a sizable investment, but I think it's extremely risky and I wouldn't be putting a lot of money in, in it already or in the past due to the volatility on that. So I had something to say, but before I ask it, Carl, at what point are you going to jump out of those positions, albeit they're small, but you obviously see the volatility they're at now, but at what point do you say, okay, I'm happy with my gain, I'm going to lock it in and I'm going to take my profit. So, th- so is there something that's keeping you there? Yeah, so there's a number of different things keeping me in right now. So at the moment, right, and the premise behind Bitcoin and what the value is, Mike touched on it previously in that. So what is driving this through, right? It's a currency, but for the majority of its life, we haven't been able to actually use it. Um, so it's just been kind of people betting on whether it's going to go up or not. Um, but in the in the environment that we're in, in, in kind of negative interest rates and the likes of Tesla pumping in money into this to try to gain a quick book, I think it's worth the risk waiting around. People are, other companies may look to to invest in that, which will drive it up even further. Do I have a, a I suppose, a limit as to what I'm going to do at the moment? No, um, I'm just going to kind of ride the wave and see where it goes. Um, mm. I know it's going to be up and down, but look, previous predictions on this in the past have been up in the hundreds of thousands. Where do I think it's going to hit there? Probably not. And I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend anybody jumping on the train now because I think it's quite high yeah. as it stands. Mm. Um but look, I'm in already and I'm enjoying the enjoying the journey. But but like do we I'm actually interested to hear your opinion. Do we do we think there's a point where, where Bitcoin gets found out? Where like, okay, it's not actually a functional currency and you know, given the you know blockchain is an awesome technology, but probably isn't actually that applicable to currencies. It's just the first thing it was used for. Uh, is there a point where you know Bitcoin gets found out as okay, it's not actually a good currency? So what actually is it that everyone's been investing in? Is it more comparable to gold in that mm. there's just like a a limited a limited number of it? So it's like a store, <laughs> albeit a, a poor store of value because it fluctuates so wildly. But at least it stores value. Like, is that what it is? Or what, what is Bitcoin? Oh, yeah, and I think that's a brilliant point. Now, I have my own theory on Bitcoin and Dogecoin. I think Dogecoin is a fad. I think it's just a pump and dump, to call a spade a spade. But you look at something like Bitcoin, and I think the reason it's seen so much volatility over the last 
few weeks and uh, and last few months is you look at the market right look at where the market is today the the S&P the Dow the Nasdaq all time highs despite you know covid ramping across the the globe you look at sort of the stimulus bills and the amount of inflation across all of the currencies and it's just pointing to a massive stock market bubble now my opinion is smart money and even some of these reddit investors are moving out of the stocks or even putting some of their money into bitcoin as a hedge against a stock market bubble now traditionally maybe 40 50 60 years ago and beyond people would have hedged against the stock market bubble and inflation with gold you look at the gold prices now about 1700 they've dropped off all-time highs a couple of months ago of 2000 uh, maybe 1900 and bitcoin is soaring more higher and higher and i think what people are using bitcoin is is a bit of a security i think when the stock market yeah go ahead brian but like here's a question for you so it's it's a hedge against the market but is it? Because when the market crashes, do you not think Bitcoin crashes as well? Like it's being traded in the exact same patterns that the likes of GameStop, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, whatever it was, AMC, all those kind of memeier stocks. It's it's hitting the same pattern. It's like it's retail investors pumping it. So do you not think that it also crashes when the eventual dip that we I, I think we all agree will happen happens? I think it will sell off, but you look at maybe a correction. I mean, I personally think the stock market, most of the major indices will sell off by at least 20%. Right off the top, um, I mean, we've been we've been frothing at the bit for two to three months now. You look at some of the leading analysts across Wall Street and across the globe. The stock market bubble indicators are frothing. The volatility index is near all time highs, and um, there's just so much that's screaming this is ridiculous. And I think with Bitcoin, yes, of course, it will sell off with any initial surprise, but it will recover a lot quicker. And I think what you'll see is, and and we've all talked about it, lads. We're invested in gold, and for me, I'm down on gold at the minute, but I know long term that that's going to be the play. I know that that's going to pay a dividend. And I listened to a really good podcast uh, two, three days ago and I read an article actually by um, you know the guy uh, who, who predicted the big short, Michael Burry. And Michael Burry has actually come out now and said he predicts Tesla could sell off by you know, 60, 70, 80%. Now, mm. if Tesla se- sells off, in my opinion, that's going to, to sort of have a snowball effect. These massively volatile stocks, bit, um, Tesla, Neo, you know, all of the ones that have been pumping, when they start to sell off, that is what will start off this this stock market bubble burst. And I personally would rather be in gold. I don't like Bitcoin, but if I had the cash and it was at a lower level, I'd be all over Bitcoin and, and, and gold. And that's just my opinion. So what would be your advice to someone who's thinking about hopping into the market tomorrow morning and buying a whole mess of Bitcoin, maybe some Dogecoin, you know what 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 do you say to that person i think bitcoin is is too frothy and um, you know it it what happened there 2 weeks ago is bitcoin went up to about 36000 it sold back to around 29000 i think that was your time to get in 29000 you look at it now 51000 i think it's gone even higher today um so you've missed your dip too late um but you could get involved with dogecoin if you want a quick buck i think there's still a little bit of room with dogecoin and um, i think you know people particularly maybe the reddit investors or the retail investors they might see that as the next bitcoin which it isn't but i think that interest will stimulate further growth it'll be a fad but there's a bit of growth there in my opinion with dogecoin um but personally i would say listen stay away from them i would say start tr- trimming your long-term positions and look at things like gold if you want to buy the physical you know the physical asset or you can leverage and do what we're doing which is you know looking at barrack gold um barrack gold for me is the perfect way to play a stock market bubble you get a dividend 1.67 percent and you're getting the earnings report you're getting you know a very low p ratio i think it's about 14 fantastic growth and i just think it's a brilliant play not only you're getting gold but you're getting copper exposure with with uh with barrack gold as well so i think it's a brilliant play the ticker symbol for anyone wondering is g-o-l-d and do you and do you uh do you work for them ryan or is it No, I, I tell you where I got it from. Um, Jim Cramer, um, someone I, I, I idolize in terms of his, his stock market um, analysis and, and his stock picks. Um, so that's where I got it from. But you make you, you do make a good point, Ryan. And I I completely agree with you on the front of it's probably, and I, I'll probably shoot myself <laughs> in the foot for saying this in there, if it grows exponentially over the next while. Um it's that it's probably a little bit too late to jump in look and just bearing in mind from my own personal experience um 
I was in the red for a long time when it came to Bitcoin. It went up and down and up and down. Um, it's only now very recently that it's starting to go up. Um, and obviously it's gone up exponentially. But the key thing now that, that I'm looking at, um, and I'm probably going to hold obviously personally, but it's what the future of Bitcoin uh, is going to be. Look, we know that it's based off blockchain. <clears throat> and I know I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to kind of learning the ins and outs and ins, uh, of various things and how things work, but there are limitations to it, right? Um, how it's going to be used. Um, and I think some of the main things that have come across um, in kind of the news over the last while are both from the ethical considerations and how it's been used to mm. date um, from a black market perspective. But the reason around that is the um, anonymity. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right at all. Um, <laughs> but around kind of the entire piece about being anonymous and how it can be leveraged and utilized in kind of mm. um, for criminal activity or just not knowing. And the, the premise behind it then, there needs to be regulation around it and whether that's going to be coming in is mm. key to, to whether it's going to be utilized within an environment because as a currency no one's using it because there's no regulation they're not really sure how to use it like if i wanted to buy something like yeah i'd have to transfer you coins uh, into your digital wallet people don't understand that concept at the moment so there's no efficient way to use it other than using trading platforms such as like coinbase mm. and various other things that's exactly. how we do it it's traded as a, it's traded as a, a, a stock as opposed to a currency and i until it transitions into that uh, i suppose the currency style whether it's virtual digital wallets that we can easily use or not um i think it's very much going to be at the the volatility in terms of big companies investing investing into it and us just what riding the wave really mm. I, saw, I was talking to a, a good mate of mine today and, and he said, said he had a a third of his investment portfolio which wasn't small uh <laughs> in in di different cryptocurrencies and uh, I was like, personally, I was like, God, I think that's a bit crazy. I was like, that's your long term. This is similar to you, Carly, kind of invested as a pension. And uh, but he just believes that crypto is a legitimate thing that's going to happen long term, as in crypto will actually eventually function as a currency. Now, I don't personally believe that. But I guess the reason I say it is because if you're taking a long term position in Bitcoin, which I'm sure a lot of uh, members of the Soyuz group probably maybe are, are thinking about it. You've got to believe that Bitcoin is actually going to function as a currency going forward, or maybe not even going forward now, but maybe in five years time, 10 years time that you won't be spending the US dollar, you'll be spending mm. a Bitcoin. And if you do believe that, why do you believe it? What's the evidence to backing it up? Because you've got to make sure the investment you're making is actually rooted in some form of reality, I guess. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that, um, Mike. And like you look at, let's take a step back. You know, why are people? What's the what's the business case for Bitcoin? Like, why are people getting into Bitcoin? For people who don't know too much about Bitcoin, the whole idea behind Bitcoin and why it's of use is you look at blockchain. Now, not to create a big industry out of blockchain, but it's a decentralized um, function as opposed to centralized in that the central banks of each of the countries can regulate the money and they can therefore regulate the money supply, which therefore can lead to inflation and currency. With blockchain, it's, it's decentralized, meaning there's a number of computers or users that can almost you know validate transactions and it's a limited supply so the you know the, the the inflation rates don't actually jump as high so that's the big selling point with bitcoin but you look at things and i've been reading a lot more about it recently apple they're talking about you know accepting um bitcoin if they produce an apple car you look at other areas you know tesla you know they're they're talking about accepting that as a method of payment there's more and more chat over the last honestly two to three months people talking about accepting bitcoin Mm. But t t on that point again, I was reading up about it recently as well. And Bitcoin alone, not even all crypto, just Bitcoin, currently uses more electricity per year than most countries. It, it, it uses more oh, wow. electricity to mine. To uh, I don't want to say mine, but to um, to so to confirm these transactions. Blockchain is to to go to what Ryan was saying. Uh, it's a it's a technology that confirms transactions. Um, it takes different computers around the world to confirm those transactions. Uh, it currently uses four times Ireland's electricity, more than Argentina's. How does that scale if, if Bitcoin were to become an actual used yeah. currency? Yeah, and look, I'm, I was kind of, kind of wanted to touch base on just a point that Ryan made around 
who is using who's 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 using those currency and who's who's looking to be accepting those currencies at the moment, right? But you have to think about firstly who are those in in who are releasing these <laughs> releasing this into the press, going, yeah, we're going to start accepting these. Yeah, think about who they are, right? You're talking about Tesla. You're talking about Apple. What do all of those companies have in common, or just those two? They're ex so cash rich right mm -hmm. now. Um, and the way the market is, there is negative interest rates on cash at the moment, and they don't need it. They're trying to they're trying to understand how to create some value um, in the cash balances they have. And a nice way to do that is to invest in the likes of Bitcoin. A investing themselves or accepting them and taking a taking a hedge that they're going mm -hmm. to increase in value. And then they can return that into cash. And, and once they actually have something to invest in, whether it's a or a D or something else, they can then leverage those funds. But right now they're trying to utilize the funds that are just sitting there losing money for them, really. Yeah, very true. I think if I was correct me if I'm wrong here, boys, but I think that if I was to summarize this conversation, we think there's potentially money to be made in these cryptos if you are to trade it widely and you're to step your stop losses correctly. And but do we think it's an actual viable long-term play? I'm sensing a bit of skepticism. Personally, I think it is. I think long-term it will be the, the currency of the future. As of right now and how long it will take until it gets to that stage, I don't know. So at the minute, to Carl's point, it's a trading mechanism. Until then, I'm still skeptical as to when it will become a, a digital currency. So I... a, buy, a, buyer, a buyer or a seller, right? <laughs> oh, if... Oh, I'm go, going question. to... Right now, it's a sell. Mm. So if, if any of the listeners now are, you know, they're holding their Bitcoin, they got in maybe a month or two ago, you're saying get out. I'd be riding it to about 55 to 60,000, then I'd be selling, personally. I would probably sell on the market sell-off. Now, what I'm saying is, is when the sell-off comes, I would then look at how Bitcoin is performing. If there's a big sell-off, I'd buy more. If it actually sells up a little bit and starts to continue higher, then I would actually buy it. I mean, I know there's a podcast, lads, but essentially if it drops 2-3% and it forms a V-shape or a support, I would buy the support and then write it up to its resistance, which I think is about 60,000. Yeah, funnily enough, while I have sat here and slated all of, uh, of, of crypto's future uh, uses, I actually was thinking the exact same thing, that if it sells off, I might buy in once it sells off. Mm -hmm. Um because I do think there's money to be made. I'm just not sure if it's an actual useful currency. <laughs> and Ryan, to be, on, to be honest, Ryan, I, I can't. Like, I say this now, having owning some right now. I I'm not sure. I believe this is going to be the future currency. If I'm being honest, um, it it may form part, um, of our future, but I don't think we're going to be. There's going to be a, a massive transition to to digital currencies from a from a from a bitcoin standpoint which but look i kind of agree with yourself on the on the sell to an extent like right now i'm a hold full hold and um, i want to see how this thing plays out um but and i know i said i don't have a limit in my head i will be very quick to to sell off if there is any any remnants of a dip that's coming which i do anticipate coming in the future but would you buy I, more will i if there was a big dip I, would you buy more will i buy more if it dips i will probably cut my losses and get out if i'm being honest depending interesting on, depending interesting. on depending on how depending on how low that dip is but again bearing in mind that what i've said from the starting point is my strategy is long term Mm. Um, dividend paying stocks with a, with a slight portion of growth in there that I want to do. I don't like volatility. I don't like seeing huge negative balances in my portfolio. Uh, I want to see a consistent level of growth. Um, there is some risk in there, but for me, it's a little bit too volatile, um, but that's about it. That's where I feel. Okay, perfect. Good discussion. Thank you, lads, for your opinions. So, guys, that's closing off the segment on cryptocurrency. Hopefully, you've learned a wee bit. I don't know if it's if it's swayed you to more more towards buying it or selling it, or if it leads you as a whole. But we've given our opinions on the matter. Hopefully, it's informed you a little bit more, gives you an idea as to the craze that's going on at the minute. And uh, as I say, we'll we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you up to date with further future movements um, on on the cryptocurrency front. Okay, so we're going to move on to the last section of the show, guys. And what we're going to do, this is going to be a standing agenda item, and it's our quick fire round. Now, with the quick fire round, anything goes. Uh, we've got some questions that come in from some of our Discord channel members. And we're going to start off with 
how I'm going to run this, it's complete spitball. Bear in mind, it's our first podcast. We're going to spitball it. I'm going to throw out some questions to both of you, and I want one, two, three words max. Okay, either buy, sell, uh, whether it's a hold or your opinion on the matter. Okay, so two, three seconds max. On to the next one. Okay, Dang, and I'm also going to throw yeah, going to throw yeah. in some of my own questions as we go. So first question: Dogecoin, buy or sell, Mike? Uh, sell. Sell it, do not buy. Yeah, do not buy was what I was more leaning towards. Okay, next question. Uh, if you had a thousand euro right now, where would it go and why, Mike? Uh, I just doubled down on Alibaba. Good oh. stock, like in the Chinese market, it's rebounding nice and quick. I see bullish on the Chinese market going forward. Alibaba. Nice. My, uh, Carl? Uh, to be honest, not sure if I, again, I'm probably late to the party in terms of Alibaba. So I'd probably kind of layer into or invest he more heavily into kind of something I'm already invested in, whether that's probably going to be around Medtronic, uh, Johnson & Johnson, think they're long-term uh, good buys. Maybe a little bit overvalued, but it's still like to kind of increase my position. Interesting. Definitely uh, backed by Johnson & Johnson applying for European approval for their vaccine this week. Maybe. True, maybe. <laughs> true, true. I like the play. I like the play. Okay, next question. Market sell-off. When is it coming? Starting with yourself, Carl. Oh, jeez. That's, that's the million-dollar question there, isn't it? Billion-dollar question. Um, we have been waiting for this for a long time, I think, <laughs> since we started investing uh, and having these kind of conversations ourselves. We've been waiting for this bubble to burst. Um to be the honest answer, I do not know. Uh, but we are we are well overdue for something to to pop. Um, so I anticipate it being soon. Okay, um, Mike, same question. You know, I was talking to a friend today. I'm going to give a long answer to him. Quick fire round. <laughs> this isn't allowed, is it? Go on. And he had the suggestion. I'm not saying this is right. That because the market always prices the future. Surely we've already ridden out the rave, wave of unemployment and COVID, etc. And is the and is the dip already behind us? And it's it's onward to the moon, as the Reddit uh, traders would say. Uh, I'm not sure if I necessarily believe that, but an interesting take. Well, that's a very <laughs> interesting take, take, on, a, interesting on, take. A, on a theory uh, on a cover finance theory right there. Whether yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> in, it's whether certainly, you it's certainly a take. <laughs> uh, um, when do I think it's coming? I think it's coming. I think it's coming probably, it could be uh, the autumn time of, of this year, uh, if not sooner. Interesting. Okay, next question. What's your favorite stock, Mike? What's going to be the same answer to the question? I am waiting. I'm actually not going to say Alibaba, although I do love Alibaba. I really like Delta. I was, one of, one of my long positions was, De one of my long positions was Delta. I sold it. Um, because I think the dip's going to come, but once the dip happens, I'm going to invest back into Delta again. I think they're a massive airline who are getting um, government money uh, during the obvious pandemic times. Um, I think they're going to rebound. They were trading at average 60 um, before COVID times. They went down as far as 20. Uh, that's when I got them. I sold them at 40. I think they're in around 42 right now. I expect them to drop back down to around 35, 30. When the drop eventually comes, I think that's a good buy. Interesting, Carl. Favorite, uh, Carl. Favorite stock. I feel kind of like a broken record here, but um, I think my favorite stock has always been the first one um, that I did, which is Johnson and Johnson. Um, even before COVID kicked off, they're a really strong company. Um, good financials. Um, been around a long time. Dividend aristocrat. Um, all in all, really solid. As I said. <clears throat> Probably a little bit overvalued at the moment. Some could say, but with with everything going on, there's there's probably some growth there. But I think they're a, they're a strong they're a strong company to be in, and I'm happy to have them in the portfolio. Okay, three more questions to go. My next question is: What has been your favorite IPO? And it can go right back to the origination of the stock market and be right up to today. My that is going to yourself, Mike. Did I read this week that Bumble IPO'd? They did. They did. Are you a member of Bumble? I'm not. But but that's a great IPO, right? The day that like a dating a dating service can IPO is, is great. Is it my favorite one? I really liked Snowflake's IPO earlier this year because mm -hmm. um, I operate in that industry. They are multi-cloud. Um, they could potentially get bought by someone that wants to get into the database space. Um, 
maybe, maybe not, but I think it would be a good play for someone because they're a solid company. Um, I yeah, I like it. Uh, Carl, favorite IPO ever? Hmm, favorite IPO ever. That's putting me on the spot a little bit. Um, I think one one of the ones I've always found fascinating was was Airbnb. Like, it's such a simple concept, and it has just absolutely revolutionized like staycations vacations everything in the above um it's just a really useful um user service i use it all the time um i think it's on the ball thought it was really exciting are, are, we, allowed to, are we allowed to rebound these what's your favorite ipo oh favorite ipo i'm gonna say apple I'm going to be really old school and say Apple. And I like Apple because I love Steve Jobs. I like Apple's vision. And I just think Apple will always be my favorite stock and IPO. Um, if I had you to like, be modern. You, like, you liked Steve Jobs, did you? I liked Steve Oh, Sorry, liked that, was Steve Jobs. that was hard. Too soon? I liked yeah, way too, too soon. soon. Still too soon. Still too soon. Um, we'll leave that in the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Go. go. Ne- okay, next question. Dividend play or growth play? And that's going to go to you first, Carl. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to play on the fence uh, because I've already told you that my strategy strategy comprises of both, right? So look, uh, I don't think one strategy or one strategy is better or worse than the other. I think they both have good parts. Um, As I said, majority of my portfolio is is dividend. Uh, However, I think there's some exciting stuff to be done in terms of growth. And again, it's really nice to see your portfolio exponentially growth as opposed to getting uh, your quarterly dividend investment. So I'm hard to say one or the other. Um, So I'm on the fence, but again, I always kind of lean towards dividends. And by sitting on the fence, Carl, have you got a stock that encompasses both a good dividend and good growth potential? Hmm, interesting question. Um, I suppose the, the one that is a little bit out, out of left field to an extent um, is ExxonMobil. Um, it's in an excessively riskier kind of um, <laughs> sector being oil. Um, but having said that, it is a really, really good dividend yield on it. Um, I've had it for a while. Um, it's grown to an extent, but again, I think there's... there. As you know, in the news, there's some, there's a little bit of play, um, some news coming out over the last while, what they're trying to do, um, and I'd like to see how that plays out in the future and see if there's some, some, some growth as well as uh, mm. some good dividends to be made in there. Yeah, no, I, I actually really like the play, Carl. Um, I read some stuff myself around Chevron, Exxon, potentially looking to merge. There was discussions around potentially looking at clean energy play. So I like it. And for our listeners, Carl is the accountant. So if Carl likes a stock, I particularly pay interest to it. Um, same as yourself, Mike. And with that, I'm going to pass that one to you. High dividend, so dividend play or growth play. Can I first say, though, that <laughs> on our first podcast where we're trying to be all like, here's the you know the, the cool stocks to invest in, we recommended oil. I just want to put that out there, that we recommended Look, oil. I'd just like to clarify that I didn't recommend oil. I merely stated that <laughs> it is a good dividend playing stock. Uh, I don't necessarily suggest going into oil unless you're already in there. Or to change your name in the in the group to Oil Baron or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, and this is all staying in the podcast. All staying in the podcast. Uh, uh, Mike, high dividend or high growth? Um, high growth. So, like, we're talking like a very risky high growth play, or we're talking like a kind of a less risk, but it gives you a good dividend play. Is that the is that the question? If I give you the option of Exxon Mobile or Nvidia, which one would you pick? Mm. That's what I mean by high dividend or high growth. High valuation, but good growth potential. Low P ratio, poor growth, but high dividend. Would you, can I just cut across there in that? Would you classify Exxon as a stable, long-term dividend growth stock? <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Uh, maybe Poor maybe choice of words. Um, maybe maybe switch that up for if I gave you Pfizer. Johnson and Johnson or Pfizer. Yes, I do I love like me some Johnson and Johnson. But you know what? I'm kind of hooked because I had GameStop recently and it did well out of it. So now I'm all I'm all about like. The high growth right now like i say for about another month or two until i lose a lot of money uh so nvidia i like it i like it in true tech fashion considering you are the (laughs) tech guru i like it mike um my last question um buy the dip or sell it that's a real reddit question isn't it yes buy the dip or sell it comes straight from the subreddit wall street group itself mike buy the dip or sell it uh, I'm going to represent my Wall Street bets posse and say buy the dip. 
Okay, I like it. Uh, Carl, buy the dip or sell it? Interesting. It completely depends on the stock you're looking at here and whether you really truly believe in it. Um, looking at okay. me. Let me set the context, Carl. NASDAQ, S&P 500 and Dow sell off by 15% tomorrow. They hit the breakers. You know, shit's hitting the fan. Uh, what do you do? Do you buy, do you buy, buy the stocks buy that's been on your watch list? Buy Buy the dip in S and P level stocks, mega cap stock, large cap stocks. That's true. Uh, like that is it. That is oh, a what, terrible example. That that is what I'm. That is what my strategy waits for. Right. So I'm a I'm a average or sorry, what, what I call it, a monthly average investor in terms of I put a certain amount of money into stocks each month. I buy when they're up. Buy when they're down. The dip is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm trying to get some value here. I like it. I like it, lads. Last one. Seeing as I put pressure on you, last one. This is the no. longest. This is the longest quick fire round. It is. I've... We're spitballing. It's our first. Po- it's our first. It's our first podcast. Okay. Um, but I'm going to give you the option. One question each to fire at me. Oh. Just for the just for the first podcast. This is to all the listeners who joined in for the first podcast. This is a one time only. Any question goes. Mike. Any question. Any that question been, goes. Trump or Biden, I don't care. Trump or Biden. Uh, okay, this is, a big, this is a big moment. Okay, so if you could go back in time and work for uh, Jordan Belfort in his office. <laughs> oh, I, I a, would love it. A, a, would you? And B, why? And be careful with your answer. Um. Yes, I would. Would would love to have worked in Stratton Oakland just to be in the movie, and because to be honest, it looked like it was a bit of crack. I mean, the money they made. How could you not want to be a part of that? Obviously, it was completely illegal, but God, it was a brilliant movie. God, he's you know he's a good investor, and um, I mean personally, yes, I would have. I would have took whatever it was, you know, jail time. We probably should clarify as well for our. Our non-Irish views that when we say anything is good crack, uh, we just mean it's good fun. It's just good a way fun. of saying it's good fun. Yeah, as opposed uh, to crack cocaine, as yes. opposed to which I believe is also good fun. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> so yes is the answer to that. Does that answer your question, Carl? Was it yes and what was it? Yeah, Mike. Uh, what's your what's your personal question for me? For Similar vein, actually. Uh, do you have any quaaludes, and if so, where? <laughs> I I don't have any quaaludes. Uh, according to the movie, I think they stopped producing them. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Belfort holds the entire stash of quaaludes in his house. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, guys, uh, it's been great fun. Um, it's been informative. Hopefully, all of our new listeners have really enjoyed the podcast. As I said, this is our first of many. So please subscribe to the channel. Uh, again, please feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're interested in joining the team, feel free to drop us uh, an Instagram message on at Soys Investment Group, our email, soysinvestmentgroup at gmail.com. Before we go, I see that you can see it, but I can. Mike's got his hand up. Mike, just want to say like for people in the Discord, be great to get your feedback. Questions for next week, we can answer mm. them. Uh, topics to discuss. Obviously, this week we went, we went, we went in on crypto. Keep those topics going. It'd be good to hear what you want to hear about. Yeah. Carl, yeah, last words? Last words? No. Look, really enjoyed this. Hopefully, looking forward to doing a few more of these. Uh, but as Mike said, we're looking for topics as well. So um, please give us your feedback. Brilliant. And on that note, guys, going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks for listening in. And we're going to see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. See you later, guys. Investment Group. Podcast. <laughs> need a full little jingle. Full little jingle. When you're down on your luck and you need some money. <laughs> I I love the fact that that's been recorded right now. I know, yeah. I'm gonna ask Ryan to strip that out. Strip that one out. Blooper, blooper reel. Blooper reel. Need some money. So it's the investment group. <laughs> <laughs>